Helping Sisters, Episode 3, The Plan. In the previous episode, the family gathered in Phyllis's kitchen as Maud prepared to go to the grand sweepstakes drawing to see if she wins the $10 million prize. Sonny and his cousin Paul had gone outside to toss a ball around. In this episode, Sonny presents the family with a plan to help Maud and Bessie should Maud not win the lottery's grand prize of $10 million. Later, Paul's wife Karen arrives with their infant son, Ricky. Iris is still suffering from emphysema and still sneaking cigarettes. What's the matter? You don't feel good? No, I feel fine. <coughs> What's that you're grabbing? An inhaler. Helps me breathe. Oh, and you think I don't know? That I'm too old to know? I know. I know what's going on. It's these mice. And I can't think with them running around in my head. That's all. Iris, get me some tea, will you? Someone gave me a cold glass of tea. What do they think, that I'm senile? I don't know it's cold. It's probably that Maud. That's who trying to trick me again. <coughs> Mother, why are you leaning against the stove? Why are you standing up? What are you doing? Are you crazy? Is this your cigarette in the ashtray? You want me to rush you to the hospital again? Like that's all I have to do? You know you can't smoke. What are you trying to do, kill yourself? It's not mine. Maud left it. Yeah, sure. And why were you standing up? Bessie, you see? She sneaks cigarettes all the time. She knows it'll kill her, but does she stop? No. Here, sit down in the chair and stay there. (coughs) You need a nice dry climate. Arizona, Palm Springs. Maybe if Maud wins, she'll take you and Grandma to live in the desert somewhere. That'll be good for both of you. Would you like that? No. No? What's wrong with Palm Springs? All the stars live out there. Too far away. What would I do? What are you talking about? We'd visit. You'd have nurses and doctors and oxygen in every room. Listen, ten million bucks buys a lot of oxygen. Those tanks cost what? About two hundred bucks a piece to refill every few days. I'd rather die here. You'd never come? Sure I would. You can believe me. Modern rent me a new plane. Timeshare. So many hours of airtime a year. And we'd fly in once a week. The limousine would come to pick us up, take us to the airport. We'd get in our own private plane and come to see you. The baby wouldn't be any trouble. She isn't going to win. She's been unlucky her whole life. We all have. You stop saying that. What do you know? Sure she's going to win. And then you'll be okay. Listen, you'll have that private plane and you can all fly back to see us anytime you want. We'll get Maud and Grandma a nice apartment, big enough for the three of you. You won't have to live alone anymore. A nurse and stuff, just for you. Go with you wherever you want. It'll beat that slum they live in now. What happened? Mother had an attack. She cheats, you know, thinks she's smart. She hides cigarettes like a drunk with booze. 
You should hear, Sonny, what Polly has for us. He wants to send us to California with nurses and doctors and private planes. We'd never see the kids. Never. Here, Auntie, have some water. Besides, California's nice. The climate's good. You have to be crazy to spend winters in this place. The ice and the snow don't melt until nearly summer. All I said was that if Auntie Maud wins the lottery, she could buy a nice house with all the doctors and nurses they need and set up in Palm Springs or even Phoenix if it's cheaper. They could keep an apartment, rent a condo, Maybe around here, too. Tell him about the plane. He wants to buy his own plane. Not buy, rent. Or you charge them each time, like when you come back from California. Or when anyone wants to come out to see you. What do you think, Sonny? Maybe a regular flight once a week for whoever wants? Listen, Paul, about that, I've got an idea. About a plane? No, about Maud and Bessie. You figure that if Maud wins, she's going to give you some money, right? Sure, she was always generous, and she never had a pot to piss in. Right. Always with the $100 bills for gifts for the kids. The expensive toys our parents would never buy us. Anything we wanted. If she wanted the track, there would always be a big surprise. Yeah, you remember that time she hit the Daily Double? What was that? Seven, eight years ago? She sent us all 500 bucks apiece. Okay. She wins $10 million? We each make out like banshees. Sure. What do you figure you'll get? I was talking to Karen the other day. We figure she'll give each of us about 500000 Just for starters. And then when she goes, we get to split the rest. That's a lot of money. You can say that again about five times more than I make in a good year. Sell more insurance. You'll make more money. I'm in another business, too. A new one, so you know. With a partner. Swimming pools and siding. In with the suede shoe and pinky ring boys, huh? It's all perfectly legit. Unless you don't make your financing charges. Then, you wind up with broken kneecaps in the parking lot of Ashkenaz's one Sunday morning after locks and bagels. Can't you get into something smarter? It's not so bad. Well, my partner Morty did get his arm broken once before I invested with him, but there hasn't been any trouble since. You remember Morty, don't you? Sure. The kid who claimed his wife got shot while he was cleaning his gun. He swears it was an accident. You think these guys will leave you be with 500G in your pocket? They're okay if you're okay. Don't worry, it's under control. Sure, but think about this. Assuming your pals in the Mafia leave you alone, which I doubt they will, you get 500,000? You blow a little on a trip, a new car, maybe an addition onto your house, and you have about 400K left? You put that in the bank and get, what, about 30k a year? That's playing it safe. Not bad. Not bad at all. Sounds real good to me. Okay. Are you ready to put up some of that money in front? You want a loan? Look, first cousin to first cousin, I'm having cash flow problems. The bank is already on my tail, Sonny. You know that. Hold on, hold on. Not for me, you moron. For Maud and Bessie. What are you going on about? Okay. So, now... Maud and Bessie live in a low-income, rent-subsidized apartment, and they pay what? About 200 a month? They get social security and food stamps. Food stamps, Paul. Your grandmother. So? Well, wouldn't you like to get them out of that neighborhood? It isn't safe to walk those streets there anymore, you know? Maud's an old lady. Any junkie can rip off her purse and crack her skull in the process. They live on the second floor behind three locks. They never open the windows. 
Worried some second story man will climb the telephone pole near their bedroom window and break in. So they don't have Gornish to steal. So why don't we kids help them out? You stand to get an interest alone about 30,000 a year if she wins. I say you agree to pay 10% of that. What is it? 3,000 a year to Maud and Bessie before the drawing. That way, if each kid does it, win or lose, Maud and Bessie can move to a better place. Maybe get a nurse for Bessie. Maybe a place big enough for your mother, too. I, I told you, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. You have the money. Now what are you two fighting about? You're grown up now. No fighting. Iris, right here. I feel something. That's the spot. I right there. Can you get them? Do you feel it? Well, Polly, what do you think? I'd have to talk to Karen. And what about your sister? Will Phyllis go for it? And her cheap husband? Did you get one, Iris? Did you? Yes, Ma, I did. Now close your eyes. It's going to be a while before lunch. We'll see. What would happen with the money? The money Maud wins or the money everyone puts up? Don't be cute. We'd open up a bank account just to pay their bills. They'd have to move. They move? They'll need new furniture. You see? New furniture. You know what that costs? And someone to take them to the doctor. Cabs. Do you know what cabs cost from the suburbs into the city? And that service you found, Sonny? The one that sends people in to help clean and watch Bessie sometimes while Maud shops? You'd have to find someone to help out. This is getting ridiculous. It's not too ridiculous for you to take the 500 grand if she wins the lottery. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Oh, look. Who's here? Let Bessie see him. Oh, there's your great-grandmother, Ricky. You see her? Hi, Grandma. So, how are you? Better. Better? Better you shouldn't ask. Well, Grandma, what's wrong? It's those damn mice. They keep running in and out of my head, and no one will take them away. Do you think you can take them away? Paul? Just say yes. Sure, Grandma, in a minute. You know what, Care? She was cheating again. Can you believe it? One long gone and emphysema in the other one, and she won't quit smoking. Mother, what's wrong with you? A lot. Where should I start? Mother! Oh, okay. It was only a butt. Maud left it burning. Sure she did. Care, here, sit at the table. Give my mother the baby. What about those mice? There, there, little Ricky. How's my little darling today? There's coffee on the counter, Care. Where's Phyllis and Auntie Maud? Phyllis took Auntie Maud to the beauty shop. They should be back soon. She's playing tennis while Maud's in the beauty parlor. What time is that drawing? Six, Polly, I told you. Oh, hi, Auntie Rose. Hi, Karen. Where's the baby? Oh, there he is. He's so cute. Hi there, little Ricky. Oh, that must be Maud. Hi, Dan. That deli for later? Can't have a drawing for 10 million bucks without a deli lunch first. What's it, a football game? <laughs> Can I get anybody anything? Paul, a beer, whiskey, some coke? A cup of coffee, maybe. Two sugars. I'll get it. We've got corned beef and pastrami and lox and the even Sid's special mustard. As soon as Phil gets back with Maud, we'll have lunch. How does that sound? We just ate, Dan. Don't go to any trouble. No trouble now, but someone should have told me before I went shopping. You know what they say. If there's a but in a sentence, you can forget anything that came before. You're such a fountain of wisdom, Sonny. What's with you? 
Always had a nice piece on your arm. All of a sudden, you're back sleeping on your mother's couch. I got religion. So does the Pope, but you ain't Catholic. You know what I want? I want to be a salesman like you. Or an attorney. Or a judge. I get a fat paycheck and big pension. And if I'm lucky, meet the right people who will toss me a bone to sort of favor them. You're catching on. Then I can buy myself a big plane. Not new, of course. Go fishing in Canada and pick on my cousin. I like it. Well, try this one on. Most of the women I meet now want to get married because either they're afraid that they'll hit 30 and still be single, or they're past 30 and are in a panic. Marriage is all they want. Maybe, one day, I'll start thinking like the women do. Find myself some girl and get married. I'm not there yet. You could go back to law school, be a lawyer. That's all past. So is this making something of yourself. Most of the guys I know will never make as much money as their fathers did. Never. It's a new ball game out there, even for lawyers. Well, maybe Maud will win the lottery today. That should help you out some. Yeah, maybe. I'm not counting on it. Hey, Dan, listen. I already talked to Paul, and he agrees. Agrees to what? Sonny has this idea that just because Auntie Maud may win the lottery, we should each give her 3,000 bucks a year. Why is that? If she wins... And if she doesn't? So she doesn't, so what? They still give her a few bucks as a consolation prize. What? Five grand, isn't it? But that doesn't get her and Bessie any closer to living in a nice place, with help from Maud. She's getting too old to drag Bessie around. I mean physically drag her, lift her up, and nearly carry her to the toilet and then lift her up and nearly carry her back to her chair. She's as strong as a horse. Isn't that right, Dan? You're a doctor, isn't that right? Right about what? That Maud's as strong as a horse. I'm not her doctor, Paul, but if she were my horse, I wouldn't ride her very far. Phyllis had me call Dr. Epstein to see about the results of last week's tests. She has very high blood pressure, a, a frightening cholesterol count, is what, a, about a hundred pounds overweight? At her age, it's surprising she's not in the hospital. Oh? Dan, what do you think? Before the drawing, everyone agrees to chip in 3000 a year for Maud and Bessie, enough for them to get a decent apartment, maybe even close to her, so they could see the kids more often, and Phyllis could stop by and visit. Why before the drawing? It's like insurance for her. If she loses, she still wins. If not, and she does win, then either A, we never tell her about the money we raised, or B, she thinks how wonderful we all are and gives us even more money. I like the last part. You would. But I really can't afford anything now. My payments are already killing me, especially with the new baby. Don't forget about the new old plane. Hey, Dan, what about you? Why don't we wait until after the drawing and then we'll see what we have to do? That's a good idea. Me, personally, I think you should put her in a home. Bessie. There's a nice home not far from here. A home? Paul, you think she'd go to a home? Even one around the corner or a block away? Do you think she'd go? Maud wouldn't let her. She what? That's right. She'd have nothing to do. No one to pick on. Oh, shut up. Where do you get these ideas? Karen, you tell them. Not me. Don't drag me into this crazy house. Oh, my God, does he stink. Uh, Dan, where can I change him? That way, in the guest room. There's a bathroom attached to it. Uh, these are good brownies. I think I'll have another brownie. Paul, could you help me? What's the matter? Don't you know how to change a diaper? You could help, you know. I change enough diapers at home. Paul! Okay, I'm coming. 
What I don't understand, Dan, is why would you say that? I said what I thought was right. But Look, you can't expect anybody else to put up money if you aren't going to do it yourself. But you know I don't have any money. I don't even earn enough to reach the poverty line. Then you should be quiet about what they need. Phyllis does an awful lot for Bessie and Maud. You know that. She takes them wherever they ask, and, and she's always very generous with money. Which they don't take. Not the way it's offered. But she tries. We try. And it's not right for you to fly into town with suggestions about how everyone should live their lives. All I'm trying to do is get them a decent standard of living. If it's so important to you, then you stay here. Get a decent job. Support them. You know I can't do that. There's no great demand for my talents. You could get a job. I'm hearing that a lot. Truth is, I can barely support myself. What is it you want to do? Photojournalism? Go start somewhere. Every door leads to another door. What I'd really like to do is a photo essay for a magazine or a coffee table book about Maud and Bessie. There's a story there. But that means raising money for an idea. I can't even raise money for two old sick women from my own family. Would you help fund this project? We're home! That's a nice outfit, Phil. Does it help you hit the ball any better? Very funny. And here, da-da! Look at her! I love the way they did your hair, Maud. Swept up like a movie star. And even with rhinestones, a tiara looks just like a crown. The Queen. Queen Maud. Some queen. Maud was played by Andrea Katz. Bessie by Susan Berkson. Phyllis by Miriam Metzinger. Dan by Dale David Honor. Rose by Laura Kornfeld. Iris by Gabby Shine Markovitz. Sonny by Charles C.B. Davis. All by Barack Bard. Karen by Abigail Ellis. 